1: This episode of Beyond is brought to you by Gamefly. Gamefly is a way to buy and rent all your favorite games while saving money. Go to Gamefly.com, pick your favorite games, and have them mailed directly to your door. Go to Gamefly.com slash beyond to start your free premium 30-day trial today. Play some games. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. PlayStation.
2: Hey, what's it, what's it say on your shirt there? Oh, it says Beyond.
3: Oh! Beyond!
1: Beyond! Beyond! Welcome to Beyond Episode 486. My name is Max Scoville, and I'm joined by my good friends Andrew Goldfarb. Hello. Zach Ryan. Present. And Marty slevo Greetings. We have a very exciting show. Uh, I would say that this episode of this show is probably the culmination of our entire friendship oh. uh, because you just reviewed Persona 5. Yeah. But also oh, Destiny 2 got announced, so let's talk about <laughs> Destiny 2. <laughs> our uh, two favorites. The no, moment um, we've
3: all been waiting for. Yeah.
1: And then, of course, there's a thing coming out that is <laughs> called Final Final Fantasy 15 colon chapter 13 colon verse 2 because they they always just want to wow us with the naming conventions over there at uh, Square Enix.
2: At least there's no point eight at the end of it. That's
1: true. true. And no yeah.
3: fractions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, anyway, uh, Persona 5, uh, d- this is, like, just, w- well, well, what's up, out. what's Wait a up? minute,
3: wait a minute, you what's skipped up? the first note here. No, I didn't. Yeah. Did you guys know that, uh, the Dutch call baseball honkball?
1: Okay. you don't get invited to the Google Docs anymore. <laughs> Did All you right. know that? You, a, you can look at the paper when it's printed out. They call it honkball. Did you write, write honkball? Yeah,
3: that's what they really call it. Anyway, about Persona 5.
1: Yes. About this honk game ball. that we've been waiting for for eight years. Yeah, uh, yeah. See, so yeah, I'm trying to think, like, when was Persona <laughs> 5 announced, first of all? Uh,
3: so, it was
2: formally actually announced uh, in 2013, but it was, they talked about it so long before that. Uh, I actually put up a timeline today. So like, yeah, I was like 2009 I mean, or something? there was never
4: yeah. a Persona PS3 game. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's true, yeah. So,
2: basically, uh, Persona 4 was kind of the end cap of PS2. It was one of the latest games that came out on PS2 in 2008, and pretty much right around then, even in 2007, people were already kind of starting some rumors, um... And I put up a timeline, it's called uh, Everything You Need to Know About Persona 5, that's kind of starting with the rumors leading all the way up. So the announcement came in 2013, but as far back as like 2008, 2009, there was already kind of rumblings. And then in 2010, they talked about the team transitioning over. In 2011, they confirmed the director and... Uh, Character designer and composer would return. It was kind of like a slow burn. Yeah, okay. I mean, the so core was, team went to work on Catherine, though, right? Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And in the meantime, we've also gotten there was like dancing all night, and there was the fight. There's the fighting game. There yeah, the golden there's also been a, there's also been
3: a bunch of like offshoots too. Like uh, there was the uh, Persona Q. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Like yes. The, the yep. mystery yeah. dungeons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's
2: uh. It's cool. Having that core team because yeah you mentioned Catherine like that and now they're doing Project re-fantasy like that that kind of brain trust of Hashino the director and Soejima the character designer and Meguro the composer like those three dudes like spearheading projects like those are that's Persona Three Persona Four Catherine Persona Five like it's that like marked
4: step up in quality so like I mean that. just right off the bat is Persona Five up to the standard of those other games. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're recording this before the embargo's up, but I guess when you're listening to this, it's up. Yeah, I gave it a 9.7. Like this yeah. is, to me, it is not only the best Persona game, but I think it is the new gold standard for a Japanese RPG. I think it is the best turn-based RPG probably in decade, if not longer. Wow.
3: Yeah. That's very exciting. I mean, in terms of like traditional, I- I'm about 11 hours in, and I feel like in terms of a traditional uh, JRPG, like turn-based battle system alone, just the things that you can do, the the pacing of the battles, it's completely, it's it's weird because it's at the same time it's so so much a JRPG in that in that traditional sense, mm-hmm. but it's so different and so forward thinking and so smart. Like to me, playing it feels very similar to the way that I felt the first time I played Final Fantasy twelve. Like, oh, this is how Japanese RPGs are made mm-hmm. going yeah. forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like I'm probably close to five hours in uh, I I started it and I felt really sort of guilty because I was like this isn't I don't know if this is happening and obviously that's like that's just tip of the iceberg Uh, it's also jumping into a turn based RPG that has heavy tutorials after playing Zelda for weeks yeah it's just the amount of hand holding that goes into it just just by the nature of it being a tutorial no totally Uh, but i I finally kind of gotten past that point, and I think I just it just clicked, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. Um, but in terms of it being like the logical progression of the turn-based JRPG, it's totally like, oh, wow, yeah, this is totally – this is that. I think I played Final Fantasy 15, and I was like, man, this reminds me – this is like if you went back in time and you showed this to your former self, there'd still be that kind of like – Yeah, but why isn't it turn-based?
2: Right? Yeah, it's really, it's like funny because like you mentioned Zelda, which obviously broke a lot of the conventions of Zelda. And I feel like Final Fantasy broke a lot of the conventions of Final Fantasy. And I think you're seeing this kind of, departure from traditional turn-based RPGs, which is fine, and, like, there's been some really great kind of action RPGs that were born from that, but it does feel really good to go back to kind of a perfected, like, this is what, like, years and years of of growth look like in returning to that kind of traditional, like, turn-based format.
1: Yeah, it's also just, it's stunning how just the resolution of it like it's yeah. it looks like it's playing an anime yeah you know, yeah yes. not, totally. It's not yeah. it's not playing a, a video game that's made with polygons and shapes and all that that just happens to look like an anime it feels no, like it just it's, yeah it's
4: a friggin it anime. is it's one of the most stylish games i've ever seen which in in every way shape and form in yeah. music and animation in transitions in menus yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it's insane that the game is also has the substance to back it up yeah yeah
1: uh it's also uh really really mature right off the bat (laughs) yeah Yeah. like i was not expecting uh i was not expecting as many cuss words i was not expecting some of the it does do a
3: lot of swears themes that i'm already dealing with this early in the game and i'm just like oh my goodness yeah that's one thing that i think it it does better than its predecessor. And Persona Four is one of my favorite games of all time. Like I always tell people that I always have two games that I'm sort of somewhere in that I go back to when I'm like, oh, what should I play? And it's Persona, Persona 4, Four, Twisted Metal Black, Twisted Metal Black. <laughs> it's um, Crush Persona Four and Wind Waker. But yeah, I think that that what this game does better is it gets right into the thick of things from the outset. Whereas like Persona Four had this sort of like slow burn leading up to like even the first time that you go into like an actual dungeon, as it were. You know, like this just throws you right into it and you get right and i think one of the things that i really love about uh the battle system in particular is that it makes me realize that i was missing things from previous persona games that i didn't even know that i really wanted to have like the ability to highlight enemies and figure out their weaknesses going into a battle initially like uh, it's so smart like the way that you can just jump into a battle hit one button and be like right these guys are weak against ice because i've already used that on another enemy type earlier and like it's brilliant yeah the so they added this thing called baton pass
2: i think is really cool yeah too, it's awesome where like on top of just being like the typical kind of uh okay, like, I have fired, their ice, like, they're weak to that, blah, blah, blah. You can now also, like... It, so if you exploit a weakness, you get an extra action, basically, and you can now give that turn to a party member. Huh. So basically, you can chain, essentially, where if you're really smart about selecting your party members and about, like, kind of the abilities you have, you can kind of think things through and chain together four or five of these and really just never even give the enemy a chance to attack. Huh. But they can do it back to you. Yeah. So it's, like, really crazy because it makes it it... It completely can change the... Like, you can be all the way up until the end of a battle, like, they haven't even touched you yet, you're feeling great, and then they chain together a thing that
3: just destroys you, and it's like, it really changes the tie quickly, and I love that. And what's insane about it is, like, I feel when you hear the term turn-based RPG, you automatically think slow, you know, like, you automatically think, like, sort of methodical. Yeah. And this game, at the point that I'm at, like, 10, 11 hours in... The battle system is so fast, and once you get it down and, like, you know what you're doing with it, it almost feels like you're playing a fighting game because you're throwing out these button combinations, switching characters, switching spells, flipping out your personas on the fly to bring in different spells that the enemies are weak against, and then chaining the one-mores, and then you got these all-out attacks, and it's just, like, every so often while I'm playing it, I have to take a step back and be like... (sighs) Okay, what's going on here? What am I doing? This is
1: nuts. Conversely, yeah. it's also got rush mode. So yeah. as yeah.
3: opposed to dealing with just kind of like throwaway
1: enemies and and that typical like when I when I think what's uh, I, rush mode? Sorry, rush mode is it basically just it it
4: it's Fast like forward? Forward. It's just yeah. all oh like, oh, like uh, bravely default yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But what I love about that is like when I think turn-based JRPG like I I grew up playing them here and there and it always I always got frustrated by the kind of just the tedium of it. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people love that love that kind of grinding nature and you know that's how a lot of people listen to podcasts. Uh, but it's just. <laughs> It just, it always kind of was like, ah, I don't know if I want to do
2: this, you know, I want to fight another Pidgey, you know, that kind of thing. Well, it it does the Earthbound thing too, where if you are leveled up oh, nice. significantly enough, you'll just insta kill an enemy when you encounter them, you yeah. uh, know, at least in Mementos. And then you'll also um they'll run away from you. Like they you just don't have to worry about random yeah. encounters. That, love that. Um, really
1: But cool. it seems like it already just has like a pretty good amount of respect for the player's time. Yeah. Uh the fast forwarding options is through through cutscenes and stuff. Like I actually I didn't um I didn't uh save right and so I brought my save file to work and I was like, oh, I gotta go through all this crap again. And it was just Pretty painless, so yeah, uh, that was really nice. Um, let's just let's back up for a second. Uh, this is my first <laughs> time playing a Persona game. Uh, my fiance's played uh, golden excessively, and I heard a lot of bits about that. And I don't fully understand what it is. <laughs> uh, I'm good friends with you. You talk about it all the time, and sometimes I, it's like that it's 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 very odd it's like having a, a, a small child who's discovered a, a who comes dad. home from school and keeps it's telling you like, about this yeah. friend
4: you're like i don't know who dale yeah, is Yeah, it's
1: like that louis CK, ck bit where he's like oh you're gonna talk about pokemon all right well we're gonna go in the bathroom i'm gonna show you all the different lotions and explain what the different things that they do because you don't care about that um but no like i i'm kind of jumping into it being like what am i what are the, the pieces here it's gorgeous and my immediate sort of takeaway is it's like ha- harry potter pokemon the matrix
2: <laughs> I, I mean kind uh, of sort of, like, yeah, i see yeah. all of that yeah i mean like the thing is like we keep talking about all the battle stuff like there's such a deep like intricate dungeon crawling turn-based jrpg but then the whole other half of the game is just exploring tokyo and you have um Like you form these relationships with people, either dating or just finding kind of NPCs that you become friends with. And there's like this really deep like social system and you level up your personal attributes, like your kindness and your guts and your courage or your knowledge. What is it? Your guts, your knowledge, your um, charm. Yeah, there's there's like five stats that you have. And basically, like it's sort of two games in one. And so it becomes this like the whole game takes place over the course of a year. And every day you have... um, you know, you, you're a high school student by day and you're kind of saving the world by night. But what that means is you go to class and then you have time after school and you have time in the evening and you have these chunks of free time where you kind of have to manage your time very carefully. And like, even that in and of itself is a really captivating, fun game, even if you were to ignore dungeons and all the other stuff that's yeah. going on.
1: Ah, so it's a video game about managing a work life balance. That's a great <laughs> thing for me I to mean, have as someone so, who should
3: be
2: playing video games.
1: It's so funny job. because like
3: anytime that anybody's describing the other half of a persona game to somebody like, yeah, you can go to school, you can get a part-time job, you can go and play on the yeah. basketball. But don't get on it, because yeah. that's bad. Yeah. It's like, it's like that sounds stupid and some yeah. like something I would never be interested in, but it does it in such a way that it is extremely compelling. And the way yep. that the two, the two halves of the game tie into each other is so smart and so fun that it, you immediately get a sense of re, like a rewarding sense by doing things like going home and reading a book or going and joining the basketball team or He's whatever, talking about yeah. re- real. What? Yeah. I don't even team? know. I don't even know <laughs> yeah. anymore.
4: I mean, Andrew, you described in your review as a time management simulator. Which yeah, I think yeah, is yeah. Super interesting. Which is you know, something like Stardew Valley. So, something. on yeah. that
1: note, um, you you platinum the game in two languages. <laughs> so how's that time management working out for you?
3: Yeah,
2: not great. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I put I, I played this because it came out in September in Japan, so it's been out for. By the time it's out next week, it will have been seven months since i almost seven months since it came out in japan
3: and you only platinumed it twice
2: yeah right how many so, hours have you sunk into this time management simulator uh i'm at five and a half playthroughs total what uh <laughs> so it's like i think i'm at like 220 230 hours in oh total <laughs> that's over the course of seven months oh so then like, that's fine it's been a little chunk <laughs> like i also have a bunch of time into zelda Okay.
4: (laughs) I've also put 30... I also do heroin, guys. It's fine. Good lord. sleep very
2: little. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I guess, high praise. I'm glad that this game you've been waiting for for years isn't a massive letdown. Yeah. Yeah, And I mean, so
2: it's funny because for the review, I wanted to go back and and mess with P4 a little bit just to kind of remind myself what it was like. And it is now very hard to go back.
3: Oh, no. Is it really? Yeah. I hadn't even considered that. Because,
2: like, it is just everything here... It's kind of like if you ever played Persona three on PS two, like the full version of it, especially FES, where there's cutscenes and you're walking yeah. around and then you try and go to Persona Three Portable, it's it's the same game, but it's very condensed and like there's no there's no like free roaming. Everything is like essentially moving a dot around and fast traveling. Um this almost feels as dramatic as that. Where it's like really hard to go back and and have these kind of very like it almost feels like having blinders on. Like when you're in dungeons in that game, especially they're you're just working your way up, and you're trying to get to the next floor, and everything's procedurally generated. And they might have kind of a different theme, like like in P four, there's a, a bathhouse as opposed to a castle right. and stuff like that. But in this game, like it's not like that. Like every dungeon is hand built, and so it feels like there's all these custom puzzles and, and totally different, completely different puzzle types that feel like like I said in the review, like they feel like different games because they really, really do. Huh. And it's it's it is hard to explain like how much bigger and just more. Like, like I hate the stupid phrase next generation, but it does. It, it really does. You feel that generational leap where everything's just bigger and Maybe better. Two generations. Yeah. 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 It's really kind of nuts. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. That's one thing. Like when I, uh, I got, I got my fiance, Jana, uh the gold, golden when it came out and she burned through it. She loved it. Uh, and then I was like, there's three. You can check that out. It's a PSP game. And she's like, oh, this is unplayable right now. I can I cannot go back this far. And it was just like, yeah. so I mean, both of those
4: happens, games obviously yeah. had sort of updates with Fez with the mobile version and with, uh, uh golden do you think this is it i mean this game game's I feel done like that right? yeah i mean I, I maybe there's
2: dlc right like yeah. I, I can see them doing something like adding um you know adding stuff later like like those games added like in golden for example uh the character marie who who's the best girl is uh added only in golden she and so the best girl. that's like that's like a whole extra uh social link and, and everything separately i could see them maybe doing something like that like there's no each social link has like a Arcana attached for it, got this gang dirty. Um, and the Aeon one is kind of the bonus one that you get in like Flux? Fez and in like, Aeon Flux in the game. It's crazy. <laughs> if I
1: had a stroke just uh, then, I
2: didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can see them adding like a new confidant, like a new. Path to pursue or, or something like that later maybe yeah uh, or I mean, maybe they'll just I mean, move on. Like,
1: it's still like the you know the kind of the, the the guts the mechanics of a game. It is really hard to go back a generation or, or two. Um, sure. going from like... I mean
3: that's sort of the big conversation around Zelda right now as well, yeah. right? It's like so many people are playing Breath of the Wild and saying, "How do I go back to Zelda before mm-hmm. this?" And it's like, and you know, what is what's next? Is yeah. this
2: just the engine of is every Zelda game this now or like right. what if they made is it every person I mean it? is
3: every Persona game Persona five yeah henceforth yeah, I don't yeah. Think so I think you no, probably Persona six right.
1: We'd I mean, be confusing no, if they just to made like Persona private. Five the Platinum. Persona Five Two. Uh,
3: I am. I'm Dream excited.
2: Drop distance. I'm excited that we got this good of a Persona game because it really might be the last
3: one for a while. I mean, yeah. I would love to see them. do I mean, DLC. the develop- their- yeah, I was gonna say considering the development cycle on this game, if we're yeah. if that's the case, then we're looking at not having persona 6 we a late ps5 well, yeah. don't,
2: yeah. not even to mention the fact that the the three guys i mentioned the director character designer and composer are now on a game called project re fantasy which is a brand new studio called studio zero within atlas making a fantasy rpg more final fantasy style like yeah. that's probably going to take six years
1: can you find the is. basketball team in that too though we'll see i hope yeah. so or maybe it'll be honkball, the Dutch baseball
3: game. <laughs> God, um, I would kill to play some honkball in a Persona game. The, the one activity. Um, actually, you probably play a fair amount of honkball in Persona if you catch no. my drift. I'm winking. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Let me tell you for just a moment about Gamefly. It is the leading video game rental service. They have over 9,000 titles to choose from, probably more by now. It lets you try your favorite games and movies before you buy. You can keep the games as long as you want, and you never have to worry about late fees. I mean, with movies, it's kind of just renting. But with games, if it's like a $60 investment for a massive, massive time sink... Might make sense to try it on. Plus, you can cancel any time. They also now have movie rentals, too. The premium trial allows you to check out two games and or movies at a time. And you can only get this offer by visiting Gamefly.com beyond. Now go sign up and start playing some new games you never played or revisiting some old favorites absolutely free for 30 days. Beyond! So we do a thing on the show. We do Rapid Fire. That's when I go in the Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond or clouds.net slash groups dot WMV forward slash underscore. I figure this time we do slash and an underscore. Brian's not here and you are here. So we're going to do Rapid Fire Persona Edition Rush Mode. Uh, Joe Burns asked, is there more exploration available in P5 compared to the options available with the world map of P3 or P4G? That was a sentence. We kind of talked about that a second ago. And do social links have the same effects over the battle system as in Persona 4 Golden, or
2: has it evolved in a further way? Have you so, played enough to be
4: able to answer this question? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to have to uh, uh, spend
2: 200, another 250 hours, hours in yeah. there, yeah. Uh, So, for the first part, uh, there's definitely more exploration in that there's just more. Uh, it's kind of still that, like... It's not like a true open world or anything. It's kind of that, like, Fopen world, almost like hubs. So, you have... Um, a lot like how you would Love go, world. Yeah. like, in uh, in Persona 4, you're kind of going from sort of the main stretch in town to the school hallways to, like, the waterfront, and there are these very small controlled areas. It's still sort of like that. Like, you go to Shibuya, Shinjuku, Akihabara, um, kind of the hubs within Tokyo, and they're just much bigger, and there's more It does a good you. job well,
4: of capturing, like, the feel of
2: those.
3: Holy cow. Right? Yeah, those that's districts. one thing that I did want to touch on is, like, their rendition of Tokyo, the, the version of Tokyo in this game makes me... Want to go back to Tokyo so badly yeah. because it's so realistic. Like the first hour that I was playing that game, the one of the first things it tasks you to do is to get on the subway and go to school. And walking into the subway station for the first time, my ma- my jaw literally—I was just I had my mouth open because it's like I was reading the signs to follow yeah. the trains to go to school, and it's just it felt like the you first time I was in Tokyo. The line, yeah. As opposed to the... It was amazing. Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. it's so, so perfect. Like, such a perfectly realized version of Tokyo. And I think you would you a...
2: Unlock, like, this subway map is how you navigate. And it's, like, it gets so big and crazy. Like, you is really it, are... Is it the actual subway map? Uh, that'd no.
1: It'd be, be an awesome thing for, for that, like, for weeaboos
2: <laughs> to train themselves <laughs> yeah.
1: to, to... Jump in that Yamanote line. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's definitely
2: more, like, stylized than that. But it is really cool seeing, like... Going to Harajuku and going to like all these yeah. different districts that I'm just like oh this like feels authentic like it's right. so crazy so I I do think aspiration is definitely bigger it's um but it's not I also don't want to build it up as though it's like GTA well like you can not.
3: you can do it one of two ways right like you you can go from the school to the train station get on a train and go to another district and explore that district and jump a train and go there or you can open a menu and just quick just travel to travel. somewhere else and yeah. like yeah it just sort of depends on what you're. How much time you want to sing? Right? I also just right.
4: noticed yeah. that you're wearing a midnight
3: channel shirt. Did that on purpose?
4: <laughs> we thought we were gonna wear the same shirt. Uh,
3: right. I've been oh, waiting man. for Andrew and I to both wear this shirt on the same day for I'm, literally I'm a year. We will. Yeah.
2: Uh, and then, real quick, I do want to address the, the the social links have the same effect in the battle system. Uh, it is so much more robust. It is so cool. The way social links affect gameplay, uh, they're called confidants now. They have a much 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 more dramatic effect and you kind of have to be really careful with who you decide to level up because it'll get you much more like advantages in battle so like there's somebody who you level up and that gives you the ability to switch party members during battle pro tip, and who,
4: should, who should people level up uh oh, one pro tip
2: as soon as it becomes available uh i would recommend going to conda and which is like the far right of your map there's a church and leveling up uh, a girl named Hafumi Togo, who's the one I was just talking about. She'll help you uh, switch party members in battle, which is huge. That's uh, such a big Oops. advantage there's wow, other yeah. characters that give you like uh depending on who they are and this isn't spoilers at all but like depending on w- what the nature of that npc is and kind of what their job is or what they're good at or what they're doing you'll get corresponding abilities um so just a an example is that in palaces which are the dungeons in this game you have an alert level that's rising that you have yeah. to be kind of careful to keep down because otherwise you'll just get kicked out of the dungeon and have to come back the next day uh there's a character who keeps your alert level really low and eventually just bottoms it out so you don't even have to worry about it awesome um there there are so many like like distinct advantages to leveling up certain social links and it's really cool and really smart
1: uh kendall who is sounds like a persona what's the few (laughs) things that andrew don't like about persona five he was interrupted last time that was never brought up and it never got answered sorry
4: well yeah what are yeah. the point three things that are bad about it? Uh, not how reviews work uh, hey Zach, you want to talk about your shirt some more or just uh, I we could probably talk about it. it's
2: a pretty you good see, shirt. The Midnight channel those you just from persona 4 golden yeah I think there are a couple like so I mentioned this thing called mementos which is the when you're not in the palaces which are the hand-built custom dungeons uh, kind of per boss there's this thing called mementos which is just all for side quests and side missions and it's all just grinding basically it's uh, they are procedurally regenerated you're, you're kind of going down it's it, persona 3's dungeon was called tartarus and you're working your way up and up and up this is the opposite you're working your way down 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 in this thing called mementos in there you get side quests and you have to go to a certain floor and find a dude and fight him or whatever um those are generally like the stories there aren't anything special uh there are a couple that i thought were like either really funny or like like there were a few that I actually did find like legitimately interested in moving interesting and in moving but for the most part, those are really yeah. not that great. And then so um just kinda of padding. I find there are like minor complaints I have. Uh I find it crazy that you still can't do same sex dating in this game. Uh there's like a pretty legitimate amount of sexual tension between some of the uh male NPCs and and your protagonist, to the point where like There are even dialogue options. Like, there's a point where, like, a character says he's hot, and, like, one of the options is, like, oh, we'll turn the air conditioner. And one of them is, like, why don't you take off your clothes? But, like, it's, like, laughed away. Okay. And you can't, like, when you get a social link to 10 or to nine, you are given the option to be romantic or platonic with the women, but you just don't have that with the men. I I thought that was, like, um, just just feels outdated to me. Like yeah. it feels like something that would be pretty easy for them to include.
1: Can you take your um, clothes off though? Because it's hot. Or? you cannot. Although you do get
4: different outfits as <laughs> just, okay. as the season. Very play. breath of the Wild. Also, it yeah. seems like the the voice acting is a little a step back from. I mean, Golden's so, is at such a high caliber. Yeah, it's funny because like
2: the the like watching trailers, I was actually really really nervous about the dub, um, like ahead of time, and throughout it actually Ryuji Sakamoto. <laughs> yeah, like some of the pronunciations are weird. There there are some little weird bits um i know you said you you aren't super into the localization i liked
3: it uh, a uh to me it just and this is not necessarily just a problem with uh persona 5 it just like i feel like the the translation and i i know that i'm gonna get blasted for saying this but like the 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 localization in this game just feels very anime to me it's just like so over the top and like sometimes people just say things that it's like out of context just don't make it just doesn't make sense why somebody would say that in terms of like what's happening in that scene, you know. And yeah. so, like, there's there's little things that bother me, but but mostly I think having played more of it, and I was talking to you about this, um, but I think having played more of it, I'm I'm sort of on the same page with you where it's it's I feel like the voice acting is good, but there wasn't like. Somebody wasn't there like saying, Hey, that's a weird inflection you put on that. Like maybe try that again in a different way or something like that.
2: Yeah, there are a couple of those weird moments where I was like, huh, that's a weird way to say that. Or just like, I, I do agree there's like occasional dialogue things where I'm like, oh, that was a weird choice. But for the most part, I don't know. I I warmed up to the characters. I think even the ones that struck me as um, uh, like uninteresting at first. Like by the time I beat it, I was like, "Oh, like you're great." Like I really, I, really did warm. I think up to I it. text- it's called Stockholm syndrome. I think I texted you.
3: <laughs> I think I texted you like the second day that I was playing it, and I was like, "I hate Ryuji so much. He's so annoying." But now, after the first dungeon, this is my boy. Like he's totally a cool dude. Yeah, and Persona. I, helps I you. in real life. Yeah, yeah probably so. exactly <laughs> like when yeah. we met. It,
2: yeah. There's a weird, Aww. there's a weird like archetype system to Persona characters. I think uh, Ryuji does feel like sort of an evolution of like Junpei and Yosuke. Uh, from Persona 3 and 4, like, you can kind he's of... He's so much more over those the lines.
3: top than someone like Yosuke. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. He's yeah. always so angry and, like, so, like, calling everybody a bastard and, like, you know, it's like, take, I think, take it easy, dude.
2: I <laughs> think that's what it is. Everyone is... It, just like everything else in the game, the characters themselves even are just bigger and more exaggerated. And yeah. I think that means that when you really like them, you really like them, and it feels bigger. Whereas, like when things about them bother you, they're always there and they're bigger and they're kind of drawing more attention to themselves. If
1: they put them on the, the full television now. Yeah, just, yeah. You got yeah. A small. This screen. is the first, first exactly one available in HD. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see, Anthony Abate, aka Abate that just won't quit. Uh, I've never played a Persona game, but I'm really curious about this one. Would Andrew recommend it for someone who likes JRPGs but
2: isn't familiar with the series? Yes. There's no, I mean, there are Easter eggs, but there's no like story elements or returning characters or anything you need to know. Like you're fine, you could jump right in. Don't need to play the series at all. And um,
3: so you're saying it's a persona for Persona veterans and, and newcomers new alike. alike. <laughs> I,
2: had, I had a line comparing it to uh, that opening message from 15 yeah. in my review that Dan edited out. But yeah, it, it, sounds like
3: like, it sounds like something Dan would cut.
2: Yeah, I, I do think that they uh, they're taking that same approach. It, it's meant to be like people returning to it will recognize kind of everything being dialed up and, and it brings back so many cool things that haven't been in persona since like persona 2 like arranged weapons and it brings back demon negotiation and all that stuff but um yeah like you can jump into it and be totally fun.
1: cool uh stephen cox asked does persona 5 have a timer calendar system you mentioned this
2: it's uh mm-hmm. just a year it's a little less than a year yeah it's um i mean i won't get into where it ends but yeah it's Like every Persona game, it's taking place roughly over the course of a year. You've arrived in a new town, new school, and you're meeting everybody. Yeah.
1: Same idea. He said, like, example, if I don't solve a case in two weeks, is it game over? And I was like, crap, if I got two weeks to, to do a thing... I'm, I'm like, I'm like a
2: week and a half in here. I'm like, I got really worried. It'll there. always tell you in the top right. Um, okay. If you're yeah. in, so it'll say like
3: nine days till X happens. Yeah. And then you know, okay, I still have nine cycles before it's I need, always,
2: need to do this. You always have one less day than it says because you have to do a thing when you get to the end of a right. dungeon that takes next. Yes. So, um, if it says 10 days, do it within nine. But yeah, you'll always know it keeps you very aware. Um, okay. yeah, there is, uh, th- like that time management thing we were talking about. There is kind of that sense of you only have a certain number of days, so use your time wisely.
1: Okay. Uh, Benjamin Connell says, speaking of time wisely, uh, how many hours
2: play through to get the platinum? So I'm you have a weird, to play it twice, right? Yeah, you you. there's three trophies that require new game plus. So you have <laughs> to at least begin a second playthrough. You don't have to play it all the way through. Uh, you would have to, at, I guess the earliest you could get it in a second playthrough would be after the first dungeon, after you've unlocked Mementos. Um, I think you could get the trophies you need there. Um, so yeah, you have to do at least partway into a second playthrough.
3: Uh, so that's like, weird. that's like, 10 to 15 hours into the game. Well, I guess it's like... You could probably burn through yeah. it if it's your second time. And, and you yeah, just get cutscenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like yeah. you keep,
2: especially if like for my new game plus, I just put it on safety difficulty because I was just grinding through to yeah, get sure. the last things. Um, so yeah, like I think you could get through it pretty quick, but um, I'm a weird judge of time because my first playthrough was in Japanese. I didn't understand anything that was happening, so it took me a long time, but I was also skipping cutscenes, so I was making up time there. And then my first playthrough in English, I already remembered a lot of the puzzle solutions. So it. Okay. You know, my time barometer is a little weird. Would you
1: say kind of ballpark 80 hours to beat the game?
2: 80 to 100, yeah. Okay. I, I think it depends on... like If you're playing in the harder difficulties, you really have to grind. It is a traditional JRPG in that sense as well. So you will have to put 10, 15 hours into just mementos, into really finding time to fight enemies and level up. Gotcha. So I, was, I, think thinking about, the I was
3: thinking about that this weekend. I cannot understand how you played through it in Japanese because like there was one of the first things that, that you get asked to do is like you live inside this cafe and the guy was like hey would you go outside and flip the cafe sign from open to close please that took me and like then, an like, hour <laughs> yeah, I was like there's no way that he would have known how to
2: do that in Japanese and there were no
4: guides yet or anything yeah. I remember watching oh, you man. play there were certain things where was like I, I don't know what's happening so
2: right. it's it, it was so funny because like playing in English something that takes one second they're like oh go talk to the teacher in room 302 upstairs like Took me an hour of talking to, to go every everyone? single person yeah. and trying every single door, but Oof. what
1: a maroon! Uh, right. Beyond listener Marty Sleva asks, "How's the banging?" Yeah, what can you tell mm-hmm. us about that hot honk ball? Uh, I will
2: say, you <laughs> start over there. Uh, they're they're definitely the characters that you can become intimate with are all over the place. Uh, there's no, I mean, there's there's like. PG-13, like, you know, yeah. nothing. It's not like Mass Effect. So you're, talking you're about getting, like, the softcore, like, sex oh, okay. stuff. It's not
1: really is... banging. It's more like petting.
2: It's more, like, heavily suggested, yeah.
1: Homping? Homping. It's more like <laughs> hopping. It's more like hop Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Persona 5. Uh, I'm stoked it's finally out. Uh, well, mean, it's out you, in a week. Leave your house it's out, now. Yeah. It's you
4: No, I just mean yeah, as in we got yeah. to play it because we're yeah. privileged, boys. Yes. Sure. Or because we're crazy
1: people who order things from Japan even though we can't read <sighs> Japanese. It's really, it's it's so nice having it. We
4: did a bunch of Let's Plays okay. in Japanese. Whatever happened to those? Oh, yeah. Atlas said, <laughs> it no, does, sir. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, for it. yeah.
3: Uh, um, I,
2: I do, I can't recommend it enough. If you like RPGs, I mean, I know, like, Mass Fix Out, Zelda, Horizon, there's so much competing for your time. Uh, this is a really special game. And if you don't get to it now, I would highly recommend coming back to it because it's just so, it is hard to explain the breadth of it and how just massive and custom yeah. built meticulous everything I mean, it's feels. also it'll, it's
3: it'll, also so freaking cool like yeah, i like it, really it sounds like a stupid thing to say but it l- literally is the coolest game i've ever played yeah, everybody say, like, yeah. like Everyone is so stylish. Like the anime is yeah. so dope. Like the music is amazing. Like yeah. it's Got this just wonderful kind
1: yeah. of funky groove thing going. Yeah, on. it's awesome. Uh, I'm also like I'm not wild about some of like the kind of art direction aesthetics. Like the, some of the, the persona are kind of weird. That cat I don't know, it looks like a beach ball. Like that but, one
3: boss that you fight that's just a dong. It's just a giant dong. Very strange. Yeah, <laughs>
1: but I will say like the UI and like the the graphic design side of things is. Just so cool. slick. Yeah. I mean yeah. the thing just that comes to same. mind is Cowboy Bebop.
3: Yeah. yeah, in terms of yeah, something yeah, totally. that's just cool. My favorite, my favorite thing is like uh, when you perform an all-out attack. Uh, you know, if you manage to knock everybody down in a battle, you can perform an all-out attack, and whoever knocked the last player or the last enemy down, it's like considered sort of like their win if you eliminate them in an all-out attack, and then each character gets an individual like title card when the battle is over and that's they're so all good. so awesome and yeah, so different like mad. Ryuji's is like graffiti street art and then An's is like this like bubble gum kind of th- it's awesome it's yeah so
2: cool the the variety of characters uh is so cool like I love I love the party members so much by the time you flesh out the full party um I'm so excited to talk spoilers and and have people playing because it's just like it's such a good cool. special game. I love it. Yeah, well that's I mean we we
1: talked at length about it because it's a it's a big big PS4 title so. Don't miss yeah. it. Yeah, don't yeah. sleep on this. Um, yep. Agreed. Speaking of JRPGs, Final Fantasy 15 Chapter 13 Verse 2 is the patch that's fixing pretty much people's biggest complaint with the game. Um, chapter 13. Yeah. yeah. Chapter 13 is like this part where it's, I don't know if you haven't played it, it's just it just kind of jerks the wheel. It feels like it kind of a step backwards to like 13.
3: So uh, yeah, so I'm gonna make a confession here. Uh, I played Final Fantasy 15 pretty religiously until everybody started talking about how terrible th- Chapter 13 was same. and how it was eventually going to get patched. And so I just pumped the brakes like I haven't. Exactly. I put about Eight to ten hours in, and then I said, "Okay, I'm going to stop and wait until this patch is here, and then I can just go through the game and not have to worry about this section, which clearly everyone is. Yeah. Do we know if so. this works mid playthrough? Like yeah, I, think I assume so. it. Yeah, you yeah. can yeah. update it mid playthrough. Yeah.
4: Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel the same way where I pump the brakes and I'm going to wait. Like I saw the Gladiolus trailer, which you know you're fighting Gilgamesh. Uh, there was a little teaser for the Prompto one, which looks weird and mature, and he has also, a gun and yeah, he's going to sh- yeah. kill someone in cold blood up top on those those big spire things with
1: the chugabos. Yeah, now. yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I love that they showed, like, a screenshot a while back where the, the uh, Regalia has monster truck tires so you can just drive around off-road. Of course you yeah. love that. And, like, this is going to be one of those games that I'm going to wish that I hadn't touched it in, like—, a, yeah, like You,
4: you burn through it, like, over Christmas break, right? Oh,
1: yeah. yeah, but, like, I mean, it's totally not without its its faults, but I would say, like, the the— the sum of the parts is greater than the whole. Like, the amount of just weird little, like, little just attention to details in that game is, is so great, and the fact that they're just patching in just more weird stuff yeah. consistently. See, that's the
3: thing, that's the thing that I love. I think people were so bummed that it was such a long wait for this game to come out, and yeah. now I feel like they're paying it back so oh, yeah. hard, because, yeah. like, yeah. they're doing all this extra stuff that we didn't know was yeah. coming, and there's a each, VR uh, mode coming. Each, yeah. yeah, and each character gets their own little side story, and they're fixing the things that people didn't like, and like, I think it's so I get, great. I get the
4: feeling that, like, come November there's gonna be a Game of the Year edition, that's yes. just gonna be yeah. awesome
1: if you're one of those people who's like on the fence about it but you're still curious like i'd say hang out for that and then you've got like an amazing game that'll just like you know carry you through yeah
4: yeah um, and
2: it's like i also I,
1: ps4 pro support too so yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
2: I think like the, the fact that they're continuing to support it is a good sign that you should jump on board also like i these characters and the fact that they're doing these side stories like they love these characters. And I yeah, just so like, the, like I, I, the four people Who the in hell that in party. Prompto? I mean, oh, seriously. The and the four people in that party, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we. I don't know that we'll get like a proper fifteen two or anything necessarily, but I
4: wouldn't be surprised if 15 is a foundation for more of what they do. I mean, and you need. know Square is willing to do that with Lightning. Yeah. Lightning was a pillar for them. A lightning like, I, pillar. I can't imagine. Lightning rod. Yeah. I can't imagine. lightning pillar. <laughs> <lightning laughs> <tower. Yeah. laughs> that old idiom.
2: <laughs> I can't imagine them, uh, not you know continuing to revisit that yeah. and yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure yeah, yeah that's cool. um so we got were, a weird did you run out there did you yeah, did. yeah.
1: <laughs> the lightning um, pillar thing really. <laughs> knocked me off the boat uh, <laughs> um we got a weird thing this week uh we've been talking about this for a while but apparently the next call of duty that comes out s- spoilers this year <gasps> because it's a call of duty game <laughs> uh is going to be going back to world war Two. and then these posters popped up that just say call of duty ww2
2: So here's, okay. What's the story? Here's the thing. We have, um, some sources that have been talking to us about historical Call of Duty for a while. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, during earnings calls, Activision's been pretty clear that. So this year's Sledgehammer, uh, they're, they're the dev, it's kind of their turn. Yeah. And they, uh, Activision's been talking about it taking the series back to its roots, and they've been kind of not really hiding the fact that it's clearly not going to be, you know, Advanced Warfare 2 or something. Yeah. Like they're, they're changing it up. Uh, we had heard historical setting, we had kind of a dubious source, which is why we never ran this, that World War II was one of many historical settings, um, I don't know if that means for this game, or sort of the next few Call of Duty games are revisiting older historical settings, um, but this jives with what we've heard, that, that World War II is uh kind of coming back in a big way yeah and i, I think battlefield one proved that
4: you don't need to have modern setting yeah i mean the interesting thing is i could totally still see the multiple settings thing working out in this game because the way that stuff looks is it's call of duty colon world war ii i could see the exact same promotional material of call of duty colon vietnam exactly Like i could totally see this entire promotional run being call of duty colon korean war
3: yeah yeah yeah
4: so we'll see i i'm i'm very excited for this either way. I
2: think Sledgehammer is a really good team. Yeah. And I feel like um Events Warfare had really cool parts. Uh, I, I actually like that campaign a lot. Um Probably more like Infinite Warfare yeah. in some ways. Um But I don't think that it, like it felt like they were like, in a box, sort yeah. of. It, it it didn't like really bring anything brand new to the table. And, and it's so, it's we
4: always talk about that pendulum. Like there's future fatigue, right? Now. Yeah, so between what Call of Duty's done between Titanfall, like it's just like, all right, I've had enough of these beeps and boops. Like you sort of want to go back. It's been an entire generation since they've gone yeah. back and done it. And it's this. it's also so different now. Like the the World War Two era days of
2: Call of Duty was Infinity Ward, and then you know Treyarch came Tri-Arc, on board yeah. and World yeah. of War. But the Call of Duty machine has changed so much mm-hmm. since then, and Treyarch is a very different developer in a post Black Ops world than they were, mm-hmm. and Infinity Ward is a very different yeah. uh, team because well, now so many people want to
3: respawn. Not to, like outside of the skill, like the systems that they were developing those games yeah. for. Like the the technology has come so far that they can create entirely. Entirely different, yeah. World yeah. I mean, you saw right
4: how now. how like, gorgeous uh, Battlefield One, Battlefield One
3: was, yeah. exactly.
1: No, I mean it'll be really cool to see, like, also those games are always just incredibly polished, and it'll be neat to be like, oh, you haven't made a World War Two game in, yeah, a minute and, and, it's, in and a while.
2: Sledgehammer hasn't at all, yeah. yeah exactly. So it's like it's a really cool, like, I'm I'm really excited to see what they can,
4: what the modern era will inform for like a really grounded World War Two yeah. story. And again, like, I saw a lot of comments being like, oh, you're just doing this because Battlefield One was a success. This game is a three year dev cycle. Yeah, I promise you these I were developed was, in vacuums. Oh. I
3: think it was on this show yeah. when
4: we were talking about Just that, trying to, right? Yeah. yeah. You're like, no, this wasn't our response. When well,
2: we had a, I found an old interview from E3 2015 where uh, we talked to Eric Hirschberg about if they would want to revisit historical setting. And at the time he was like very coy and like looking back, it's like, oh, they totally already yeah, knew. Yeah. That it was already, the wheels were moving. Point. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's steering a gigantic ship. It's yeah. Yeah. very difficult. And but, uh,
4: I think it's also super exciting when we look at the, what the next story is, what the two Activision pillars of this fall are going to be between this yeah. and what Destiny Two is shipping up to be.
1: Yeah, so we got the uh, the big reveal of Destiny. See what you 2's, did there, uh, fancy logo.
4: Yeah. It has a two in it. Yeah, it's a big, big number two. Yeah, uh, and then we got a uh, last call teaser. Yeah, we got a teaser just like a couple hours ago, okay. um, which is like a minute fifteen seconds of
3: Nathan Fillion's character at a bar, yeah, telling a story. So as like the world's collapsing. Yeah, around yeah. It basically. And I think <laughs> I I played a really a pretty significant amount of Destiny in the initial year to 18 months, right? Was it vanilla Destiny or was uh, it like- Vanilla Destiny, the, the, the first expansion, uh, up through like the Taken King. So I guess that was like Rise of Iron and Taken King. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry if I got that wrong. But um, Cade 6 is one of the best parts of Destiny. Mm-hmm. And I think like leading the announcement of Destiny 2 with Nathan Fillion as Cade 6 in this sort of like fun Teaser trailer is such a dynamic shift in tone from the original Destiny yeah. that, like, for a game that I haven't really cared about in six to eight months, I was really stoked to watch this. Like, it yeah. immediately caught my attention and brought me back on board. Like, well, yeah. I'm really interested to see. And
4: what that like say. The, the initial Destiny, you know, reveal and then hype mission up to launch was sort of a wet blanket of a sci-fi story. They leaned hard into the Peter Dinklage character, which, yeah. obviously, ended up getting patched out just because it was like, what? Like, what is this? And I feel like the game has changed so much over the last, you know, whatever year and a half it's been out, uh, two years. Um, and he like cranked that Soldier Boy, yeah, like cranked that Soldier Boy. I mean, by the those. time, yeah, by
3: the time this game comes out, it'll have almost been three years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so, well, so um,
1: it was it was developed for last gen too. Yeah, uh, which yeah, which is kind of crazy to think about. And it, that wow, was, yeah,
2: is the ps three version of Destiny
3: still no, uh, no? So the last the last expansion I think I think was the first expansion that they said it was not compatible okay. with yeah. the yeah, last generation. Cut that. Yeah. 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 Also, that yeah. first expansion was a uh, Vault of Glass. So it's so it's crazy because I played Vanilla Destiny for.
2: 10 hours and then stopped and i really like i missed out on so much of when the game became really good i mean it it became
3: an entirely different game especially with taken king it seems like it yeah uh, And like
2: i like i want it's just like it's the problem we always have where there are so many games and this mm -hmm. one is one you really have to find the time to pour into destiny 2 i hope is it like i would love to jump in at that point and i hope it's accessible um They have talked a little bit about characters transferring over, kind of like like the things that will carry over. Uh, I hope you can still jump in and not feel
4: like you're. They, they talked the things are pretty much purely aesthetic. Yeah, like it's not yeah. like it's not going to be like someone like Destin or Fran who's put 500 hours into the game is going to have an advantage over you, other than the fact that they're going to have an advantage over you because because, because they're, they're better at inter- shooting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The stuff yeah.
1: that I'm, I'm excited about is that they've had a, they've had a, a chance to really just flesh this out. They're mm-hmm. not kind of like launching this this you know massive effort on multiple platforms that are still kind of untested. This is this is too. It's it's always good when a when a game has a sequel that is I mean, trying to prove itself. It's an yeah, iterative it's, medium. Yeah.
4: Uncharted Assassin's uh-huh. Creed. Well, dogs. i was
3: going to say, yeah. especially especially a, sequel, yeah. especially a sequel, especially a sequel in the hands yeah. of Bungie. Yeah, yep, 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 i was going to yep. say, yep. look at yep. look at Halo 2 versus the original Halo." Yeah. So like, yeah. take Take the feedback that you got on the original Destiny and the the learnings that you've made in all those expansions. Apply that to a sequel, and it, I mean, ostensibly could be a hell of a game. Yeah, know, yeah, right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah um, the
4: other little uh, tidbits that came out from this uh, teaser are that the full reveal is coming on Thursday at ten a.m. Pacific time. Uh, we're gonna have a pre and post show, so tune in around nine forty-five. Yeah, we'll have um, much that's smarter people, Destiny kids. Yeah, I'm gonna than say us. that's
3: when people that actually know, know what they're talking about, about. when it comes yeah. to Destiny yeah. yeah. will um, talk about it. Like, yeah.
1: I feel I feel bummed out because like I really got it. I was excited about Destiny going in. And I jumped on it, you know, at launch with the with the whole like open alpha and beta and all that stuff. And then I was just like, oh, is that all that there is here? And yeah. then I got distracted by other games and then mm-hmm. it developed this huge like fan base and this wonderful community. And I've got tons of friends who play it like religiously. And I'm just feel kind of like, oh, man, like I was like I felt the same way with Halo. Like I kind of missed out on that early on. And I was mm-hmm. like, by the time it, it took off, I was like, I don't know, uh, where yeah. to, uh, you know, and then maybe maybe Destiny 2 will be a better jumping-on point. Yeah. But, um, but then don't.
4: they've also announced uh, that, you know, this is probably the first confirmed game for the Sony show at E3 because they've announced that, once again, the DLC is coming first uh, to PS4 up and through fall of yeah. 2018. So I bet quite a bit of money that this yeah. is on stage. At E3. I put, oh, a, yeah. I
1: put a, a, a relevant George W. Bush quote here, which is, fool me once, shame on shame on you. Fool me, you can't get fooled again. <laughs> so Destiny 2, looking forward to it. I, for one, am pumped. Anyway... <laughs> Yeah. no i don't know i have no idea just like, took I, a hard I, left there yeah. no he was he's a right he was a yeah, president yeah, yeah. um okay. <laughs> yeah no i mean that's that's i'm just curious to see what it is Nothing. Yep. um yep. no for sure yeah uh we've got our first look at the photos of alicia vikander in the
2: tomb raider movie the first official yep. the first yep. official
1: ones yeah not not on like a weird zip line that just yep. looks like somebody cosplaying
3: at a, yeah. At a game it yeah um, she looks she looks awesome she looks exactly yeah. like she does in the game. it's like
2: exactly like even like the the like bandages on her leg yeah, and like the, the little the like things thing she's carrying yeah. yeah which it's is like, like a dead ringer for
3: the yeah. reboot yeah, yeah. it's yeah. pretty impressive it's
1: kind of nuts though because i i feel like in terms of like video game movies it's always there's always like some little bit of a reinterpretation sure you know but
2: well, so gq did an interview with the director that actually personally and I, like I, I don't know how much of the minority i'm in for this but like i i really like the made raider reboot but i hated the supernatural stuff towards yeah. the end i just hate the ending yeah. so much and yeah, it ruined the game for me um, and so I liked Rise of the Tomb Raider a lot better because it was so, so much, much more, more grounded. grounded. Uh, in an interview with the director of the GQ did yesterday, he uh, talked about how they're kind of taking some elements from Rise as well. So my total speculation: what I would at least like to see would be take the first seventy-five percent of the reboot. Get up to that point right before the supernatural cutoff happens, and then just use the end of that game to segue into a sequel and, and do cool. rise. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome if there's a stinger after the credits where there's all this bonus stuff unlocked, and it just—it's <laughs> the first scene of the movie, but Laura
1: runs by with a giant head, and she's got like a <laughs> rainbow trail, and she's like, throwing chickens <laughs> and or people just and like all exploding. the scenes of her being like impaled in the yeah. uh, depths. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, Denny Hill fame.
4: thirty-two, yeah. and ben the, Alicia Vikander. Yeah, and yeah. the cast is like it's like Walton Goggins, McNulty yeah. from The Wire. Like, so what was that first name? Walton Goggins. From Justified and S.H.I.E.L.D. He's an amazing actor. He's really really good, yeah.
2: He's
1: the,
3: he's I'm the, sure I know I'm sure I know. He's his a face Sergio Ribergerac.
1: He's uh, <laughs> one of the titular vice principals in HBO's vice principals. Yeah, he is. Um, there's a bunch of games coming out this week. Um, Sergio. One of them, what is it? There's there's the, the new MLB one where you can you can The show. You can have your photograph taken by the camera and then they make your you get the scary hair face on the television. <laughs> uh, uh, what that could go on? <laughs> um then of course there is uh,
3: terrifying nightmare honkball boys. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, there's also old time hockey, I think, which I've had my eye on for a while uh it looks like nhl like 94 like an old just like a like an old time old. Game. yeah but it's kind of got this this like grungy sounded 70s aesthetic and there's an Ooh. emphasis on beating the crap out of people so it's sort of like the warriors in that sense um big fan of that concept yeah yeah uh then there's rain world which i think we touched on like probably the, repeatedly on, yeah off. Slug cat it has it's a very review. hard video game uh,
4: yeah. yeah Scrubbles, uh joe Scrabble's from a uk team reviewed it Scrubbles, the, it a six cat. Something. Scrubbles the cat yeah the uh, reviews
2: are kind of like in that like six to eight range i think they're kind of things people seem to like Versus not like mm-hmm. back and forth. Yeah. Um, I, I want to play it. I, I love, aesthetically, I love the way that game looks.
3: Yeah. And it's, it's sort of, I've seen it being described as uh, like a Metroidvania. Yeah. Is that yeah. It? Stark as yeah. Cat. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah.
4: yeah. This was, yeah, big week two. The uh, the um, last Dark Souls DLC came out. Chloe gave it yeah. an eight. Yeah. And you spoiled it last episode. But everyone got, says I spoiled it. I played the first 15 minutes and talked about the first 15 minutes, which were what everyone has seen so far. So yeah. I feel like I don't think I was capable of no, spoiling I it. You ruined it. Uh, and then also Snake Pass is out. Snake Pass is a very good video game yeah. that you guys should. Play why don't you spoil that sumo too. digital it's about a snake who must compete in obstacle courses great great snake passes cool. yeah thanks
3: to yeah you. i actually played the uh i played snake pass with you yeah. at the switch event yeah, yeah, uh <laughs> marty and i played snake pass many times together yeah, yeah. uh yeah, it's a super cool physics. game. you already made that joke yesterday. Yeah, we're talking about doing sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh honk ball. Yeah, playing the, just playing the old honk ball.
4: Yeah, but it's really good. It's the, it's the most lifelike snake movement in any snake video game play ever pass
3: As we're trying yeah. to trying to tell people how great their game is, but yeah. we're mostly talk about me and Marty doing smooches on each
4: other. Yeah, we call them so snake patches, or we can call them sumo digitals. Amen.
1: <laughs> um, but no, I want to touch on this. We we talked about how like. Seeing a Call of Duty game that does World War ii again after all these years is like oh, that could be interesting. I think that with the way games and technology work, an idea that seems entirely played out can get revisited. Like, remember, yeah. remember the bow and arrow in Turok: Dinosaur Hunter, which sucked. It's, yeah. it's whatever. And then there was that year in like 2012 when everybody just figured out how to make bow and arrow mechanics yeah, yeah. work. Yeah, now we have uh, Horizon. Like yeah. Snake Pass is. You think about like, oh, what's the last good I game Zelda, you played yeah. that featured a, an actual snake, not like a. You know, Metal Gear Solid, solid Five, yeah, The Phantom Pain. Yeah. It, okay. But I mean, Several like there. there's like the snake game on your phone or there's that like, what is it like that? The, the, the snakeios, the Wormios game, that, that game that kids play in the browsers or whatever. Wormios? Browsers? I don't know what it's called. It's <laughs> called the like browsers. So it's a, it's a, I don't know. Pairs kids play it. It's like a wormy game. It's you, you spin around anyway. What's wrong
4: with Noby Noby Boy? It's okay. So there's another example,
1: but like, you know, any game that where it's just, it's like mechanically kind of simple. And then somebody comes along and completely just flips the table over. Like, it's yep. an incredibly realistic snake mechanic. Right. It, even
2: just platformers in general, I think, are, you know, starting with Ratchet last year and now into ukulele coming soon yep, yep, and yep. all this stuff. Like, there's a resurgence of that genre
3: as a whole, yep. even aside from mechanics. And yet, well, yeah, and aesthetics and, as well. well right? and, like, yeah. Snake Pass has this, like, gorgeous sort of Banjo Kazooie looking yeah. aesthetic. Yeah. That, yeah. And like, like yeah. 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 And yeah. Jokes, like, jokes
4: aside, like, this game. I never really thought about what it'd be like to control a snake in a yeah. video game until I played this, and I'm like, oh, this is different than anything I've ever played before. Thank you. But it yes. totally hits, yeah. and it's it relies so heavily on movement in the same way that something like Bound or something like Piano Three, that like the game or Abzu, where like the game is about the movement and the movement is the game.
1: Well, it yeah, sounds so at, stupid. At a glance, this looks like banjo kazooie sure. or ukulele, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But
4: it's like this is
1: under the hood, this is something entirely new that no one's ever done before. Well, it's Pretty such
3: a, cool. a physics based thing, right? And it sounds so stupid, but like I was having a really hard time mm <laughs> playing when I first picked up the sticks and was like you know trying to move this snake around and the, the guy giving me the demo was like you got to think like a snake and at first I was like kind of thinking like well that's pretty flippant obviously but then as soon as I was like oh right it's a snake it moves like a snake that's <laughs> yeah. how I got to control it yeah. and it clicked it's so much fun and like Brian was texting us yesterday and was talking about how he's been playing it and saying that uh, he's trying to 100% every level and it's actually super challenging to find those last few hidden yeah. secrets and stuff like that and I think that's that's awesome like we don't have yeah. a ton of games like that anymore yeah man it's First couple of months have been really good for video games. Yeah, yeah. Wow. What a, what
1: a Jesus. year! Yeah. And there's still like a bunch of crap that's probably coming out this fall that they haven't even told us about yet. Yeah, yeah. No, Call of so, Duty
4: Dub Dub Two. Yeah, Dub Dub Two. <laughs> <Can> <laughs> we Dub-Dub even Dub-Dub World War II, could we call Two could call Dub Dub. Oh boy, um, I feel like
1: probably, that's very uh, disrespectful. Yeah, probably,
4: yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know about some uh, some parades that might be very upset with you, <laughs> <sighs> veterans parades. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, or just people with common sense parades. I
4: Yeah, don't do that.
1: No, don't do that terrible knock it off you
4: know what i think it's bad Why don't you go spoil bad,
1: DLC? bad and anyway, you feel
3: bad
4: uh this
1: is podcast beyond uh i don't think we're supposed to call it a podcast anymore because we have this beautiful studio we do the video version and have you been watching it because we're on youtube.com slash ign beyond you should be subscribed to us over there and again check out our facebook group it's <laughs> facebook.com slash groups slash podcast beyond there's that name again. You can find us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scald. Max Scald. <laughs> Max
3: Scalding. <laughs> that
4: was me being at the end of Able to Speak Words. Yeah. yeah I like me. how you nailed everything business wise <laughs> yeah, and like then fumbled over yourself. Where What's can we find you on name? Twitter? <laughs>
1: uh, you can find me on Twitter, Max Scoville. Andrew is Garfep. Zach is Zacharias D. That's and right. Marty is McBiggity with two G's and two T's, otherwise spelled like a really, really awful McDonald's food. hmm. Yeah, so that's a delicious McDonald's. That's the show.
4: Beyond. 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 Yes. The end. Whoa, that was the end?
0: Yep. (laughs) Hey, Jenny, have you um, ever heard of a vampire slayer? Do you mean the one girl in all the world with the strength and skill to fight the vampire's demons and forces of darkness? I do. Oh, yeah, I've heard of her. Cool. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one at a time podcasting about each and every one never seen Buffy before we will protect you our podcast is spoiler free so first-time viewers can listen along safely ever thought to yourself I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy <laughs> your search is at an <laughs> end my friend because we did exactly that so if you've never watched Buffy or if you're about to watch the series for the 14th time come over and join us Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at BufferingCast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.